self-improvement, right? Yeah. Where do you want to start with it? Well, you have to start at the base, really, which is the mindset. I think we were talking about this yesterday. And a lot of things for me always come back to the gym mindset, which is that when you first go to the gym, you ain't got a clue what you're doing. You ain't got a clue about reps. You ain't got a clue about um, body fat. You ain't got a clue about what you need to be eating. It's all a brand new journey, isn't it? Right. Same as if you're going to start a new um, business venture or you're going to start a new um, journey in somewhere. You ain't got a clue what you're doing. You have to learn the basics first and be disciplined to continue doing it on a on a long-term basis to build that discipline to actually learn the skill. Because I think what, what people get a lot of, get very confused with is that they think that skill just comes naturally. Natural skill is a thing, but nine times out of 10, it's something that's practiced and worked hard at every single fucking day. Yeah, and it's like, uh, that's it. And like a lot of people don't see it, obviously. You know, they'll just go, oh, fair play. Like, you just got a bit lucky though, didn't they? Overnight success, and yeah. it, but you never all, see yeah, the six see, months of, nah. of, of, of work or the 10 years of work that someone's done. Drake, I think, talks about it in a view, and he's talking about people always assume that he's just like, a, well, not assume, or they they think he just like blew up and come out of nowhere. But then when you look back and see how many albums your man's put out and yeah, how many, true, how, so. how how many lyrics, how different they were as well. Exactly, yeah, and, yeah. and that's it, and it's all about the uh, the journey, and it of seeing where you were at and, and, and where you're at now, and, and that kind of progress that he's made and the maturing in his music you can tell and it, and it, yeah. it shows same as when you started the gym fucking however long ago yeah you didn't yeah, have yeah. fucking clue what you were doing do yeah, you know what I mean that's true it's, it's funny actually when you say that because I look back and I think like, what was I doing so I remember when I first started me and Fish used to go um and you know like a lap pull down yeah yeah like so we used, we used to go on this lap pull down right and we'd put our arms like in it like that oh, yeah. and we'd squeeze it down we'd go yeah it's a biceps issues <laughs> <the> biceps <laughs> and we were doing this for bro swear to god we were doing this for about Three months, right? This is what I'm like, oh. and we'd be like, we'd, we'd load the whole thing up, we'd load the whole stack up, and just be going to be like, we need more weight on this. Like, what we're gonna do? Do you know what I mean? And what so this kids come up to us like a couple of months out, and was like, oh, like, bro, like, you're doing it wrong. I'm right, <laughs> that though. Wrong. I love man like that in yeah. the gym that'll come up to you and be like, yo, like, sorry to like intrude, boys, yeah, but yeah, yeah, like, and um. Obviously, like he goes, put your hands there. I mean, I didn't, I'm not this full stack, and I just ended up like hanging off it. Do you know what I mean? Because I couldn't, <laughs> couldn't be going around the whole way. Yeah, literally, literally, literally. <laughs> I could have literally just done pull ups on it. It was that heavy. I swear to God. And it's, um, it's mad, though, to be honest, because I think, like, it's the same with anything, obviously, but I just think, like, what I think, yeah. So, like, what I want to say is, like, so for me with the gym, I've obviously been doing it since, you know, when was that? I was probably like 15 or something. Yeah. What's kept me so curious mm. to keep going and keep going? I'm 26 now, 11 years, right? What's kept me turning up mm. every day mm -hmm. to come back and get better at it? What has? Passion. There you go. So it's the same thing with anything else you do. Do you think, though, a passion is a driving force in creating success? Or do you think, yeah? It's got to be, hasn't it? Because I don't, I don't think you can be successful at anything if you're not interested in it. Because a lot, a lot of people will say, and I'll, and I'll talk about this mm. a bit later, but a lot of people go, don't do what you like. Mm -hmm. They say, do something else. Mm -hmm. So that might be, you know, you know, someone going from like a GCSE to an A-level, they say, don't do stuff that you like. You might like to do PE or sport or photography. Mm. They'll say, no, you need to go and do this, this, and this. And then they almost like suck it out of you early. They say like you shouldn't be doing this, this, and this. And that was that was kind of my mindset as well. I've always been into fitness, but I never thought I could make it into a career. Right. Mm. So I was going, okay, what do I need to do to get away from fitness? Mm. I need to go into a nine to five. Mm. That's what your parents are telling you, right? Of course. Yeah. So you're going well. You know, like, they've got a house, they've got this, they've got that, they've got yeah. a nice car. So you know, I need to go into a nine yeah. to five, and I need to get into that lifestyle. And that's yeah. where they get you. Yeah. And that's not the system. That's your parents. But obviously, the system of what you've got done your, your parents, parents yeah. it. Yeah. So it's a yeah. It's like we were saying the other day, and it it's a it's a big cycle. Life is especially with families. This is one thing I've I've worked out. And when they, when you see these quotes of like, I'm going to be the one to break the generational curse. I'm going to be the first millionaire in my family. Like you really have to take that mentality. And like we were saying on the consistency and the discipline, and I'll get back to the passion in a sec, but it really is a cycle that unless you've got, you know, millionaire aunties or uncles or grandma, granddad, and you've, and you've been able to get, stay in that cycle of wealth then you're in the cycle of the nine to five and the middle the middle class and the lower class. And like you said, your parents go, they do the same stuff because their parents told them to do that. And then what you have to think is as time has gone on, we've advanced technological-wise and 
um, as human beings and, and just our society in general. But back then, it was even there was there was no kind of distractions for anything. So think how we've we've kept the same educational system from the forties till two thousand and twenty three. So when you think about the distractions that were back in the 40s or the 50s or the 60s, it was very minimal. There was, there was not a lot of stuff going on that you could have actually like, that could have maybe swayed you to, to become a millionaire. Unless you were in that kind of clique or you knew someone or, you, or again, you had the mentality and you're like, oh, I'm passionate about this. I know this guy that's in there. I'm going to go and talk to him. There wasn't any of that. It was just do the system. It was go to college, go to university, get a job, work until you hit your grave. And then make sure you teach your kids follow the same routine so that they don't get fucked up and they don't get caught out. It's this fear, this fear machine and this propaganda. Like, you know, we'll get into a lot more of the, the realism yeah, shit. Yeah, but yeah. I think coming back to the passion real quick, um, I think I'm 50-50 on the passion now because I think, are you passionate about making money? I was. I yeah. was passionate about making money, but that's not, that's not real. Being passionate about money isn't a real thing. It's non-existent, right? You're passionate about yeah, things. I guess. Money is an external factor. It is. Money is the... Um, it's a promise note at the end of the day. Yeah, and that, that's what it is. Money's not a real thing. You've yeah. got to go and do something. And like money's just the addition that you get to it. Mm. Um, and that's why so many people fall into the trap when they go, oh, you know, what, okay, so what, let's just for, a, you know, um, let's think of like a nine to five. What's the first thing I'm going to think of that makes money? I'm going to go into finance. Mm. I don't enjoy, I enjoy finance, but I'm going to make a lot of money. But is the time that I'm spending from that nine to five or nine to seven or all the outside outside hours I've got at work doing that job, is it going to be worth it from the money that I'm getting? I don't think it is. So when when you're younger, I always used to hear when I was younger, you got to do what you love. You yeah. got to do what you love. Yeah. And I used to go, no, you, you got you. That's, that's bollocks. You got you to, you got to do most. what makes you got to do what makes the money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's 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 weird. It's weird. Like as you yeah as you grow older, you go yeah. You know what? I could happily say it now. I'd much prefer to earn 50K myself yeah. than earn 100K yeah. for a boss. And I think what a lot of people forget is that, yeah, you might be earning 50K, but then the tax man's got to come in. Then your bills have got to come in. Then life's got to come in. So really, you're getting 50K, but really, after the tax man's touched you, you're getting 38, yeah, 36, 25. like 25. Like you're getting, you're getting a big chunk. Yeah. Once life's come out, yeah, you're probably about down to about 20, the, the, the car payments, the mortgage and whatnot. And you're down to about... 18, 20k a year, 25k a year. How is anyone supposed to live on that? But that is the, the lie that they spin you, that that's how you keep yourself safe. But you're not keeping yourself safe, you're just keeping yourself on the borderline because yeah. if, like you said, if the car fucking breaks down or the oven breaks or the washing machine fucks up or I've got to take my son to hospital, then my whole, my whole financial structure is fucking destroyed. And this is exactly, I know we've gone really off topic here, but this is exactly how they get you because yeah. if you've got all of that coming out, you want to go create a business. First of all, where's the money coming from? Second of all, you can't leave that business now. Because if you leave that business, you lose your house. You haven't got the mortgage payments. You lose your car. So now what have you got? You've got nothing. Nothing. You're back in their hands. And this is where we're, we're looking to go in the next kind of five to ten years with CBDCs and um, social like monitoring. of like The same things they have got in China at the moment, like uh, social security systems. Um, where basically it's monitoring and tracking everything that you're doing, every action that you make, where you're going, who you're interacting with, what you're spending your money on, how you're spending it, depending on if you're a mom or a, or a parent. Like if you go into the, the shop and buying cigarettes instead of nappies, it's going to reflect negatively on your social score. And then it, this is all happening. This is all happening in real time in China now. Like this is in the system in China. And um, they'll plaster people's faces up in the cinema like all the people that have got low social scores, they'll put you on the boards in the cinema so everyone knows who you are, knows not to serve you, knows not to bring you into the job. So all they're doing is, like the goal is exactly what you, we were just saying, which is you'll own nothing and you'll be happy about it. You won't own your car, you won't own your money, you won't own your house, everything will be the government and you're going to be happy about that because you're just about surviving. Just about. That is what, that is what, that is, yeah. I remember you saying another one as well. Um, you, I remember you told me these two things at the same time. So you've spoken about the C... CBDC, CBDC. I always go to say CBDCs, yeah, yeah, CBBs or whatever it is. CBBs. And another thing that you told me on that was the that trial they were running up in Oxford as well. Yeah, the the traffic light, the zones. Yeah, the not traffic light system, like the the zones. So system basically, you can only go if you live in zone one. You can only stay in zone one. Yeah, and it just reminded me talking of being trapped 
that's the thing with the electric cars as well. They can just switch them off. Well, we've had this conversation a yeah. few times in it about Teslas and whatnot. And I've said, you know, like, fucking, we all love a Tesla. They're fucking bangers, aren't they? But at the end of the day, not only are the parts very niche straight from Tesla, like it's a lot of money if you fuck it, if something breaks down or the tire or the alloy or whatever it is, and you have to get that specific, or, or even something more intricate, like a fucking brake light or something. It has to come directly from Tesla. So this is already one way of controlling you, <coughs> bless you, um, and having you in, under their regime alone. And again, again, it sounds very fucking, but the bigger picture, again, of coming outside the tin for your hat is that if it's an electric car and it runs on electricity, can the government not turn your electric off in your house? If you don't pay your bill, then they're not come and take away your belongings. They're not turn off your bills. Like they're gonna if you don't pay for your car or you you've been spending on the wrong stuff or, or you've got a criminal uh you've done something criminal or or you've not paid a bill or something, then they'll just turn off your car until you've paid it. Where do you think you're going? Stay in your house? Yeah, it's wild. And when we get to that level of like being held down, bro, it's like it's not it, 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 it's hard to even fucking fathom it because it seems like how are they going to fucking control us? How are they going to fucking keep us in our houses? We've got a perfect example of that. COVID-19. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, man. And I was watching something on it last night and we have to be, I think we have to call it the um, the virus. I think we have to call it. Otherwise it'll get, you know, But yeah, you have to call it the virus or the, you know, something. But anyway, um, yeah, prime example when people, like to, to think how, like, Really, like, really think back now. I need, I need everyone listening to think back. We were in our houses, scared to leave our own home, to engage with anyone in the fucking public or our family members, children, grandparents, in fear of killing them. Not only that, there's a pandemic of fucking toilet roll. You can't even get bog roll to wipe your ass. Then on top of that, the government are having parties behind your back. Like we were literally in a year of like pure control and being scared for our minds. And now it's all forgotten. It's, <laughs> it's like the, the world's normal again. Like you see, you see someone, I, saw, I was walking down the street the other day and I saw a guy in a mask. I was like, what, what's he doing? That's weird. Do you remember when that was just a normal thing? That was so a normal thing. So if you didn't have a mask. We used to go out and I used to be like, oh, Sim, put a mask on, man. And I'll be yeah, like, yeah. fuck off, and yeah. I'll put in. And you'd be like, come on, man. Please yeah. just like, just put the mask on, and yeah. it like, don't make a scene, and it yeah. just kind of just put the mask on. Yeah, and it's yeah. not to be like, it's not because you were brainwashed. I think even you knew, like, but what, what is your opinion? Do you think at the time when when it all came out, do you think you had that kind of uh, skeptical mindset, or did you kind of just believe it? I believed it. No, I, I believed it wholeheartedly, but I didn't believe in the, you know. I can't go and see my friend for a walk, that mm. kind of stuff. Because there was a point, remember, where you couldn't actually exercise outside. No, you couldn't. You're stuck in your house. Yeah. And, you know, it put me in awkward situations. But obviously, I, you know, I'm my own person. I should decide on my, my own what I'm doing. But I'd, I'd get a friend call me. they go, do you want to go for a walk? And I'd be saying no. Because at the time, when you're living in your family household. You don't want to infect everyone. You don't, you can't. And it, no. it, you're, because then you're looked at like the, the bastard in your own house. You're like... <laughs> You selfish prick! Yeah, you went outside. Are you not listening to the news? You selfish bastard! You walked outside. You went outside the confinements of your own house into the freedom of the outside environment. You selfish bastard! <laughs> now we're all gonna die because of you. Wild. How fucking wild is that? Their own parties. The fucking drinking it up, <laughs> close contact, getting a wine and that. Nah, taking a piss, man. It is a joke. So yeah, when you, when we talk about this, you know, this long-term plan, don't think we're just fucking on some tinfoil hat shit. Like, <laughs> it's already going on in China. You can research CBDC. You can research social credit scoring. I think that's what it's called. I might have called it something else earlier, but it's the social credit score. And they're literally judging people based on their engagements and how they're living and what they're doing. And, and it's, it's the most uh, critical and severe form of control. Because, because I'll, I'll give an example. As most people probably know me as the retired roadman. How are you going to buy weed? When all your money and all every transaction, anyone who knows about crypto knows that it's on an open ledger, the blockchain. Anyone can see any transaction on the blockchain, no matter how much, who you are. It's, it's there. Visible. I can find it. If I can see your transaction, I can see where your wallet is, how much money is in your wallet, everything. I can see how much money is it. So if you was to send me your Ethereum address now, yeah, yeah. I'll be able to put it into um, EtherScan and it would show me how much money is in your wallet. 
So no one can tax shit. If anyone's like, yeah, I'm yeah. balling and this, I'll be like, send me your wallet. No, why? Send me your wallet. Let's see how balling you are. Yeah. So anyway, coming away from that, anyway, everyone knows that it's, a, it's an open ledger inside of, inside of the blockchain. So when they convert the money and they take away paper money, cash money, and again, maybe some people don't use cash, they just kind of, all, um, but again, think about it. A lot of people are already using digital money. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's how they slowly it's get used to yeah. it. So they take away the cash money. You can't pay your dealer in cash anymore. Every, everything that goes into his bank is monitored and shown on an open ledger to act for absolutely everyone to see. Yeah, okay, you could say it was for a different amount. You could say it for some goods or whatever, whatnot. But essentially, when the when the crackdowns come and they're, and they're checking every single transaction on that open ledger, which the government are going to do, they're going to want to know what you're sending, what you're buying and who's sending what and why is there a consistent amount for 120 every couple of hours or something. <laughs> like, drug yeah, dealers yeah. are fucked. Yeah. Um, and you're not going to be able to use paper money anywhere. So, you know, these are the things we have to think about kind of going forward because it's, it's fucking scary, man. It's things you have to kind of open your mind up to. I think when you look back at 2020, though, and transitioning from like 2020 to 21, I think a lot, I think that was the thing that changed a lot of people's mindsets. It was, it, yeah. it definitely was for me. Like That was the big wake up for a lot of people. It was. And not even in the sense that, you know, um, oh, I've got my tin hat on, my tin foil hat, like you say, but I just mean in the sense that, so you told me something within... Um, in that period of where we were, you know, confined to our own homes. Yeah. And it was a sunny day and I was listening to you out the garden. I was watching, I was watching you out, uh, I, was, I was on the phone to you um, and I was looking out, out of my bedroom window into the garden, it was a sunny day. And you said, have you heard of TikTok? Yeah. Right? And I said, oh, no, I don't really know what that is. And you said, look, download it. So I downloaded it and I'm trying to get a grips of it and I don't understand it right. And you said to me, go out in your garden and post fitness stuff, post anything, post tips, I remember. provide value, anything. Show someone how to do a push-up, show someone how to do a squat, make a home workout, for God's sake, do anything. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, like, I don't really understand why. And, I, and at this point, I'm not creating content. I'm not comfortable behind the camera. I don't like the way I look. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. Why am I going to go and do this? Yeah. And I never did it. Yeah. Right? But look at that for a trend now. Oh, my God. Like, if you'd have done that. Who knows? You'd, yeah, who knows, yeah. literally, because in that time of COVID as well was such a primitive time to make money. Mm -hmm. Everyone's at home. They need things that they can't get at the shop. If you've got an e-commerce store, if you've got if you've got a, a, a valuable, uh, what's what I'm looking for, a service that's going to provide value to people that need it, it's a necessity at that point. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah man, it would have been fucking... Would have been a big one, but another one for COVID as well. Another one that everyone forgets that I forgot about that that I'd listened to last night. What did Sweden do in the in in the uh, in the pandemic? Don't know. Didn't do a damn thing. They never once had a lockdown. No lockdown. Everyone carries on. Everyone normal. lived a normal life. Tate went over to Sweden while it was all going down, and and I knew this anyway. It's nothing to do with Tate. Tate was just there and he can vouch that. Yeah. yeah. Out. Anyway, I knew this at the time. I was like. Why is Sweden not locked down? Like, I remember thinking I, the whole time. I remember time, you talking about this. I remember you talking about I didn't think it was Sweden. I thought it was someone else. Sweden. New Zealand. That's who it was, I think. I think, yeah. I think New Zealand or, Austria, or what, like an Aussie country. I think it yeah. was New Zealand as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think you're right. New Zealand and Sweden, maybe we're wrong, quotes on this, but Sweden, a million percent, never had a single lockdown. Everyone was outside, no masks. So what, just the pandemic <laughs> just swallowed the whole of the earth. Left Sweden out there. Had to. Why? I don't know, Scandinavians, I guess. Strange, though, isn't it? It's weird, isn't it? Weird coincidence. And then now, like we say, and now, we, you know, there's so many layers to it. You know, I mean, we, I don't know if people have seen these. Um, and I don't want to take over this whole fucking no, part go, of go, COVID, go. but it's a good hello, one. Hello. Um, the virus, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but these provisor people that have been caught out in interviews um, by like undercover journalists that have caught them lacking and have caught them like a sat down at a table. There was, there was one uh, homosexual um, uh, guy that worked for provisor that had gone out on a date with this other guy. And um, they, 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 you know, he's telling them basically, yeah, you know, we had to um, do, let's just say we had to do certain things and change certain strains to make a new something. You right. get me? Like, once the first one, people weren't really feeling that one and it weren't really working too well. We had to step it up. And because then there was the, the next gen of, yeah, yeah, of yeah. it all weren't there. So, gotta get that. oh, yeah, there was that. like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, you know, the, these these people who are in these companies, again, I was watching the loop battle. I watched the loop battle, Mark, fucking, yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm about, I think it's about an hour and a half. Yeah, and I think yeah. I'm about 50 minutes into it. So, I think I've got about 40 minutes left of it. But Luke's talking about it. Um, Oh, I've lost my point. Where was I going with Luke? Luke was talking about 
Um, shit, what was I saying? You're literally talking about um, where it was going, obviously, with the multiple, you know, vaccinations. Oh, yeah. Um, shit. Oh, Luke was back jumping dimes. Yeah. Like, it just, it's, a, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. My, it's like, it's made my mind go blank because of how many bangers he was dropping. No, I don't know. You did know. say this. Like Those shorts so didn't do it justice. Like the ones, the shorts that Mark Thurston put up on his podcasting. They didn't oh, not even close. Nah. Not yeah, even close. Yeah, if you get a chance, people, watch uh, Luke Balmar. What's his name? Uh, Mark Thurston. Mike Thurston. He absolutely, he dropped some bangers. Absolute bangers. So some of that wasn't actually, actually, um, before we went down the rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> always bound to uh, happen. Um, you mentioned obviously Luke Balmar, you mentioned obviously the blockchain and all that sort of stuff. So you've obviously been doing crypto for the last probably two years, two and, half, and, a half, yeah. two and a half years, almost three years, right? So leading back to the passionate question and, you know, do you need to have passion in something you're going to do to be successful or to be rich, right? You had no prior experience to crypto, right? Yeah. So were you passionate about it? And like, what, why did you get, why did you go for crypto? What made you go for that? It's a fucking good story, actually. It's actually a bagger, bagger question. Um, so thinking back, I remember in my earliest days in crypto, I was doing my door-to-door my in it. Yeah. And um, when I kind of, I don't want to give too much backstory and waffle on, but when I was, when COVID was, it's funny, when, when the virus was, 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 was around uh, and we were all in the house, I was like, right, I need to like, I need to find a way to make money, basically. And it, um, like, I need to find a way to make money. So I started researching stocks. Yeah. So stocks was the first thing yeah. I started researching because we got into stocks at the same time. You get me? This it was around the same kind of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a little bit after this, but anyway, yeah. Stocks, Warren Buffett. I started researching how to make money at home and whatnot, and I started getting into this mindset, learning about like manifestation and all this kind of stuff. So I started thinking to myself, and I'll get round to it. Yeah. I started thinking to myself, like I need to manifest like a job. Like I was working out how am I going to get money. Obviously, I need a job. Obviously, COVID's going on right now. Blah blah blah. So um, anyway. I'd, manif- I'd basically manifested this job, funny enough, you know, I was thinking about, I need a job, I need a job, and this guy reached out, I ended up getting a job doing door-to-door. Now, these guys are all kind of clued up, that, you know, they're, they're already kind of in the crypto game, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started telling me about a few cryptos and talking about Bitcoin and, and, and Cardona and XRP and a couple of other coins, and they were really fucking early on, like, I think XRP was like fucking 10 cents or like 5 cents or something, and Cardona was pennies as well. Um, I think they had two zeros at the time, I don't think they were a cent yet. But um, so they started kind of getting me into it. So as I started making money doing door to door, I started putting a little bit of that money into crypto and it just like, just seeing what would happen in it. And I think Shiba was one of my first ones, Bitcoin, Doge, and I bought a bit of XRP and a bit of Cardona, probably a couple of a little uh, old school um, layer two coins as well. So really there wasn't an original passion for it, but I think the passion came when I'd wake up in the morning and the first thing I'd do is check my Binance, check my crypto and my 50 quid's at 58 quid, yeah. 62 quid. Yeah. And I'm seeing my money just go up mm. and I'm like, this is mad. Like, it's not real. It's not real. And then like after two days, my 50 quid was 150 quid because Shiba was starting to run. So I was like, what the fuck? I've just 3 x my dough in... <laughs> Fucking two days, like what the fuck's happening? So that's when it started to like, I started to like really fucking look into it then and started to like pay attention. I was always watching and it was, it become like an obsession with me then. Once you kind of see you doing nothing and money's going up, it's like, it it mesmerizes you, yeah. Like, so I guess that was kind of the the thing. uh, Yeah, and like, and even though I had no kind of, yeah. So at the start I was really winging it, just kind of just throwing money in coins and just like, listening to Keith and just hoping that I just fucking, you know, something would happen and it, it was working. But again, eventually, uh, I made quite a big fucking, a big hit on Shiba and Doge and it made quite a nice little, a little bag on Shiba and Doge. And um, I ended up leaving the, the, uh, I started thinking to myself, obviously I'm nice now, you get me, I don't need to be doing those door to door, Nisky's not promoting me, I was getting a bit eager, the ego was filling up, you get me, I was a crypto boy now, we're up on the internet cash. So I was like, fuck this, I'm leaving this job, yeah, I'm going to go full time into crypto, I thought it's early, like no one really knows about it, the more I post on Instagram, people are popping up to me, so I could see, I could just see any, I'm not stupid, so I could see people had the interest, it was making me money, I was free to do what I wanted for a while, so I was like, fuck it. I'm just going to go, I'm just going to go in on it, start learning about the blockchain and then, and then, yeah, just like kind of watched a lot of videos on TikTok because my algorithm would already kind of, 
adjusted to crypto and stuff and then just kind of just dove into the rabbit hole and it just started learning about candle patterns learning about what is a blockchain what is crypto just like just the basics in it and then eventually you, you you learn more the more people you speak to the deeper you get it's just like you said earlier coming back to the gym the yeah. more you do something the better you get at it do you know yeah. what i'm saying so obviously you've been doing the crypto for a while but you had no prior experience in crypto you had you know what was you know but there must have been like some like gap in the market where you're lucky or where you where you're waiting for something like how did you get in at that exact time and all these coins were just coming out that no one's heard of yeah you know, what they say with people now is like if you hear about crypto if, you, if your nan's talking about crypto it's too late it's, it's, the top. Crypto, yeah, it's, it's too, too late, late. Yeah. sell yeah. everything and don't buy a thing yeah. you know yeah. you probably told me about crypto and i thought you were talking japanese do you know what yeah. i mean so yeah i guess um i guess the the thing was it was just new, and it it was something new, and um, it just made sense to me, bro. Like it just made sense. Like we'd already done stocks a little bit before, and yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah. and like I say, like the stocks was the start of it. So kind of I was GMA. just like GME. <laughs> the boys know about yo. We'll get into GME one day, boys. Fucking hell! But tell me again, what was your actual question? So I had no prior experience, and it's so like. Was it just a lucky break that you got in? Lucky break, yeah. Because I would say, yeah. Well, it? Do you know what I mean? I it? would say it's. I'd say my first break was definitely luck. Like um, I got in at the right time. Like there was only a small niche of people talking about it, so I got in at the left curve, like before it had fucking blew up in it. So again, yeah, just lucky timing. But as I've as I'd learnt more and as I'd, I'd really got interested in it, I started positioning myself in positions and watching the charts and really getting consistent in market analysis so I could actually see where my money could actually be made and it and where money's getting lost. So I think to start with pure luck and it, but over time. You say that though, you say pure luck, right? But you still have to go out and research it to get to that point. You know, a hundred thousand million people have already passed that point and then they've looked at it after do you know what i mean a lot of people in crypto don't have a fucking clue what they're doing still that's what i mean they ain't got like, a clue the same pure luck but like i've seen you go through i don't know 10 20 like good serious ventures before crypto yeah. you say it's luck but those other 20 have failed and it comes back to what we were saying earlier you know all you see is the overnight success mm -hmm. you know when you're when you were up and you, you know you're living in town you've got your own place and yeah. you know people before that knew you was like you'd had a lot of money yeah you know what I mean? yeah yeah and all of a sudden, he's got his own apartment in the jewelry quarter, just doing what doing he wants. holidays, yeah. and bringing, you know, bringing, bringing girls, girls back from Sweden, <laughs> bringing girls back from Sweden. <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. It, it life, life turned around mad quick, and I guess this again, like you say, it, it, it's a it's a culmination of events, and it's a consistency in never failing. And it, the only reason why Michael Jordan is the best basketball player to ever touch the fucking ball is because no one talks about the shots that he missed because he tried to make so many yeah. and the ones that he made are all the ones that people talk about because he tr he actually went for the shot yeah. if you don't take the shot you'll never even fail or win do you know what i'm saying it's like it's the same thing we said it's like it's like going to the gym if you don't if you don't start like you'll never have, you'll never be able to say that you failed and that's and that's what i think a lot of people do they they already talk themselves out of something and think they're failed and and overthink something before they even actually do the action. So by the time they come to even wanting to do it or go to do it, they've already sought themselves out of it. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That is to be fair. Yeah, that is a good point actually. So it's mental, think, man. You know, stuff like that though. I think I don't think your crypto. Well, no, it did. I was going to say your crypto stuff. It didn't really require like a daily routine, did it? Nah, but, nah tra early trading life was fucking nah, just wake like, up whenever you want on a base i was living on the, the american time zone that's what i was gonna say so like it is a daily routine you're going to stay up all night to you know watch the coins because i'm guessing they're all american aren't they well the coins are all the coins are all always moving but the most volume goes through probably in china and america europe's right. a very a small market it's probably maybe just as big or probably you know a bit smaller but uh, the main volume comes in American time zones and Chinese time well, zones because they're just bigger countries and there's more people involved. Makes sense, yeah. But I just feel like as well, I think from watching you do the crypto stuff from like two years ago mm. and your you pattern then mm. to compare to what your pattern's like now. Now, fucking hell. Completely different person. Yeah. What does your daily routine look like now? Now, um, I've just started getting back into the routine and it, um, we've had a nice little reset. So 
Um, I'd say, being totally honest, the routine at the moment until tomorrow has been um, wake up around anywhere between 8 and 10, probably go to bed between anywhere in between 11 and 2, um, wake up, and it was just looking at charts all day. I'd just I'd wake up, go have a shower, brush my teeth, obviously, make some breakfast and just look at the charts all day. I'd be on Twitter, just like consuming information all day, like researching what's going on and where the plays are and Bitcoin ordinals and this, that and the other. I'd just be locked into the laptop basically all day until I go to sleep and then wake up, repeat. But the new routine is obviously going to be, I'm going to wake up, uh, brush my teeth, have a shower, um, do a workout in the morning, meditate, read, get my, my main things done, have to make some water. I've been trying to drink my water. I've been fucking lacking on my water. I used to be on it hard. Um, and then, yeah, just fucking build build my shit, kind of build myself back up, get the, get the agency back up and running. Yeah, definitely. Stay into the laptop. Um, a lot of content ideas and just just fucking making it happen, bro. And that's it. Because I think, like, and this is obviously something that I was alluding to that I wanted to touch on because I'm, you know, the discipline that we had at the start of this year, bro, was just oh, unrivaled. Well. What time are you getting up? Just, just, just after you. 5.45. Sorry, 4.45. 4.45. You what was your morning routine like when we was in January? Oh, bro, it was wild, you know. It was actually wild. So literally, I'd wake up and sometimes I'd... See, this is where I've lost it now because I'd look at two things. I'd go, what do I fancy in the morning? Do I want to do my 10 pages or do I want to meditate? Mm. My phone's off at this point. My alarm goes off, right? And that's it. My phone's gone. My phone's off then. I'm up. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's no, there's no social media. There's no nothing. I get up. I mm. meditate 15 to 20 minutes, right? No social media. And I media. think meditation, I think it's one of those things that now that I'm not in it and I haven't done it for four months probably mm-hmm. i'm gonna sit there tomorrow and go what am i doing yeah I can't i can't do anything this is this is just a load of crap in it basically and i've done it loads of times like you, you just sit there like you, you used to say to me be with your thoughts be with your thoughts and i'm just sitting there going okay uh what should i make for dinner <laughs> do you know what i mean like, i never understood it. I thought, that's what i thought you meant like be with your thoughts yeah, yeah. and um it's not until you do it for a, i think personally for a month mm. i'd say you can get you get into it a lot yeah. more you know, through a month, you get into it more after the week. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think the first, I think the first week of it's just the whole: can I sit still and do nothing for fifteen minutes? Yeah. Because you do it without um, any guidance. So yeah. I do guided meditations, don't I? Yeah. So before I was very much like, okay, I've got this woman going. Okay, you're hearing the waves. You're hearing this. Mm-hmm. You know, calm down and this kind of stuff. But then I was like, I'm being swayed. I've been. I'm sorry. I'm being swayed to listen to something. So like when she's like, think of the sea. I'm thinking of the sea. Mm-hmm. See. The sea isn't the sea isn't what I was going to think. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm almost being brainwashed into listening to that. So yeah. I thought to myself, right, cool. I'm gonna do what you say and literally just sit there in a quiet room, obviously, because it was so early. Mm-hmm. Everyone's already Everyone's asleep. asleep. Yeah. No, so there's no, no noise, sound. no birds at that point oh. either. It's brilliant. So you're just quiet with your thoughts, right? I used to do it in my bathroom. I used to put my mat out. I used to shut my onto it. So no, I'm literally nice. like, far, like, yeah, like far away. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. um, and I sit there for the first week again. Yeah, it was just nothing. Then after the I would say from seven days to like 30 days or something, you see this mad change of you gone from not just sitting there and un- like unfocused, but then you're really getting into what you want to do. Mm. And I feel like you can visualize so much. And so much. Visualization is just a mad thing. And it's something that I didn't really use. To, you know, a lot of people just go, oh, you can't just visualize success. But, you know, another thing, you fucking have to. When you're doing it, when you're, when you're meditating, I started to thinking about what it felt like, what it would feel like to have, like, to, you know, to do this or to have this and like, mm, the feelings. Yeah, the feeling. And God, you just get this warm inside feeling. You're like, you can uh, feel your heart rate increasing yeah, as yeah, it's happening. And you know, you're up at four forty-five, and you're already making it happen. And you're thinking, I'm, I'm the man. This. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna get this. Oh man, it's it's an unreal feeling, and it that feeling of being up before everyone else. And you know what? I've seen it. I seen a picture. Maybe it was a video. Um, and it's someone in New York, and it's like four in the morning, and they're like. They show the like the flats and there's like <coughs> all the lights are off, bless you. And then they show the the, the top floor apartments and there's like bare lights no spotted on and it's like that's the difference, that's the difference. in mentality yeah. and it is that the people who are working harder up at four AM, five AM getting it while you're keeping facts getting it. Like we were saying yesterday, there's men up that are getting it before us, working for the same shit that we're working for. They're getting, they're getting it, it. And we ain't getting it. Like you can't, you can't, you can't slip. be out work. You can't slip. You can't, and it's and you know, there's a lot of conversation around like mental, uh, men's mental health and um, 
you know, like not going overboard and taking breaks. And I think we struggle with this as well. And it is yeah. like, where do you find that balance? Because you got, you know, you got man like Goggins in your, in your ear, like, yeah. who's going to carry the boats? <laughs> who's going to carry the logs? Yeah, this ran like what? What was it? And this is the one, th- I'll, I'll let you carry on. This is one thing that we've got to do. Apparently, someone was telling a story, I think it's on Joe Rogan's podcast, right? Yeah. And, he's, and he's like, Goggins had just done a marathon, he was running a marathon. And when he got to the finish line, he just carried <laughs> on, he just ran, and everyone was like, Goggins, you finished! <laughs> he just carried on. I think it's the same easy. Yeah, he said, I stayed with, uh, I stayed with Goggins. And he'd wake me, he'd creep into my room every morning at 4 a.m. And he'd tap me on the shoulder and he'd wake me up and my wife would be next yeah, to me. Yeah. And Joe's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> like your wife's next to you? He's like, hey. Goggins is in your room. Yeah, Goggins is not give a shit. He's like, you don't give a fuck, bro. He's there to get you up. And he'd, and he'd tap me on the shoulder and be like, it's time to get up, motherfucker. <laughs> I know exactly the story you're on about because this guy he actually paid for Goggins to come out to him. Yeah, and this guy was like a billionaire or something. Yeah, yeah, or something, right? And he's and he basically wanted to change a lot of things. And he said, Goggins, can you come and live with me? I think I think it was only for like a week, you know. And he was like, I remember him saying he was like, it was the most draining week of my life. So when I used to get up, right, this guy had a lake. He had a lake mm. outside his house, right? And Goggins used to say, in you go. In you go, and it, so he'd get in, and like, Goggins would be in with him as well, of course. Of course, so that course. Yeah, right and um. There was one time when he went to get out and he he looked like he'd gone like he really blue at this point, he's freezing and his wife had come out and she was like and Goggins had already got out at this point, but he was like, You're staying in, motherfucker. You're yeah. working, you need to get that mentality. Yeah. So, so his wife's come out like, David, is this safe? Like is it like is, <laughs> he's what, in ice water? Yeah, yeah. What are the physiological benefits at this point now? And he looked at the time to see how long he'd been, he'd go, Absolutely none. <laughs> <laughs> and that hit me like a truck. <laughs> Because <laughs> all it was was mental. Yeah, the guy just needed to change his. He just needed to change his mentality. Get back in the house. Yeah. There's no benefits to nah. this whatsoever. Nah. No benefits. Mental. Yeah, it's mad. And I remember yeah, like demon. I can't remember your point was originally, but I going back to the. Uh, okay, yeah, go. Do you want go, me to go? Yeah, go. So go. yeah, you got the, the one side where you got Goggins fucking screaming at you like, no days off, like fucking run until your feet are broken. Do you know what I'm saying? And then you got like reality which is like we've done it you know what i mean we've yeah. done the 30 days obviously not like fucking goggins but we've done the fucking 30 days waking up going to bed late and fucking waking up at 4 a.m and getting it all day and it's just not sustainable for a for a long period of time without and like it's just like it's like you got family you got like relationships you got like actual stuff that you need to do to like act, you can't just be like a robot locked in all the time in it but like at the same time it's like shit, I kind of do need to be locked in all the time because I need to make it. Like, if there's, ni- if there's niggas out there getting it and I'm not getting it, like, <laughs> I, know, I, know. I need to get it. Like, so it's a fucking thin, it's a very thin line of how to find the balance of work-life balance. But in a, and, and what we have to think about is as well, when, when we're talking about these things, is I talk about it from a perspective where I've got the whole day to do what the fuck I want. People yeah. have nine to fives. They have to, so imagine you're waking up at four and you've got, okay, you've got three hours, four hours in the morning to get it um, before you go to work. But then you've got to go, you've got to get it for four hours. Then you've got to go to work for eight hours and you've got to come home. And realistically, you know, there's that, the saying of you can't go to work for someone else for eight hours, 10 hours. And it's not about living by all these quotes, but it, they are true to the saying really, where you can't really go to work for someone for 12 hours and not come home and work on yourself. So then like you come home and then you, you get it again for the next like five hours and then you have your dinner and you go to bed and it's like that on a continual basis. Of course, it's going to propel you to an absolutely successful rate. But how like how sustainable is it for your health, Bennett? Well, this is the thing. And like the thing is, I think this is what we're doing differently with this month mode from tomorrow because like, and yeah, this is actually a really good point. So we put in great foundations that's what we've done. We yeah. haven't put anything wild into this month mode. Yeah. It's just, uh, obviously, no alcohol, nothing like that. That's yeah. absolutely fine. I'm not saying you need to be sober. I'm just saying things that are really going to impact you. Like, you know, alcohol's not going to do anything for you. You're going to wake up the next day. And obviously, you're more likely to make bad decisions and not stick to the habits, obviously. Yeah. But we've done things like that. And then, obviously, we've done, um, you know, read half an hour a day. Yeah. Meditate for 20 minutes. And these are water, all things. Exercise. Yeah, water, exercise, cardio, whatever. Meditation. Meditation. And I think... What we were doing before is we were we were adding in things that you know were good. So like, well, I think these things that we've just spoke about, reading, meditation, they're sustainable. Yeah, you should be sustaining these year round. So I know for a fact after I'd finished my I think thirty or sixty, is it sixty days? 
Yeah, 60 days. 60 days, wasn't it? After my 60 days, it was like, okay, brilliant. I formed some great habits here. Mm. But some of them hadn't been long enough for me to slip into other things. Mm. So and the reason for that is because we were doing so much, we used to tick off a habit. We used to have like a habit checklist, remember? Like yeah. the notes. And you go, so I read this morning. Okay, yeah. see, I've done this. I think because mine was broken down to every last little point of like, Take my tablets. Yeah, brush my this, teeth. Brush my teeth. Do yeah. this, do that. It's amazing because obviously you become a chore. Yeah, like you, you look at your day and you wake up and you think, "Fuck, oh, I've got to do all that." Yeah, and I think, like, not obviously, I'm still going to brush my teeth. Anyway, like, that, that's just a normal yeah, thing, yeah. and it doesn't need to be put down. Whereas, like you say, now we've got this kind of smallish, noise based foundation of habits to stick at. It's, it's going to be a lot easier. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not going to feel as much of a chore and as much as like, oh my God, I've got to do this all again today. And of course, everyone would feel like that. There's going to be days where we're going to feel like that. And there's obviously days where everyone feels like that. And you're like, oh, fucking hard. Like, I was listening to um, my man. That, I keep getting his name, the geezer, the gym geezer. Oh, Mike Thurston. Mike Thurston. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to Mike talk yesterday and he's, and he's like, you know, like, some days I wake up and I, obviously I don't want to go to the gym <laughs> and I'm thinking about the long, fucking excruciating leg day that I'm going to have. I don't want to do it, and it, but like he says, he hasn't missed a day of gym for like fourteen years or something. Yeah, something like, like that. Yeah, fuck yeah. it, like hasn't missed a week of gym for fourteen years. I was like, that is fuck. And you wonder why your man's the size he is. Yeah, so, you know what? Yeah, proof is in the, in the pudding. pudding. Exactly. Yeah, exactly that, and that comes with anything, doesn't it? And like you say, just build some good solid foundations, and you can do anything. Anything. You can literally do anything. Like. Literally, like, yeah, you can literally do anything. Like, with you and the crypto stuff, that's always like my biggest one there because it's like you've gone from literally having nothing, nothing to having a lot and, and, and I mean? not having a paycheck in two years, like having a wage from someone in basically two years, just working for myself and doing everything myself. But I think the problem is with that as well. Um, I was thinking about this earlier actually. Nobody wants to hear that, nobody wants to hear you need foundations and you've got to stick at stuff. So, like you say, so the gym's always a good example, like you say, because obviously. You've got to go in and do the same things. You've obviously got a you know, progressive overload and all that kind of stuff. But you go in and do the exact same movements day in, day out, obviously on a split or whatever. Mm. But everyone these days is looking for the next best thing. Mm. And I'm not talking about like your fat pills and all that kind of stuff that a lot of people take and your, you know, your diet facades. But instead of doing like um, a squat, we're now doing like a glute kickback. <laughs> and that's absolutely fine because there's def- obviously different exercises are going to work on you know, different, different parts of the muscles. And, you know, and you've got to have a mixture of everything. But you might go from that glute kickback and, you, you know, you might go, oh, I don't want to do that anymore. And it just becomes so more advanced than it needs to be. Yeah. And like, I like the scientific side of the training. I am not really scientific with it. But sometimes I just think, I need to just go lift some heavy shit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? That's it. And it's, yeah. always, it's just that simple. And either way, the muscles are going to get like, and I think this is the, the prime thing of like, there's so many things that you can do that are going to exercise your muscles just from lifting some heavy shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like lifting it in a different way and fucking. But yeah, what, what do you think the most like uh, misconstrued or like, yeah, misconstrued conception within like the gym industry? Like you said, like people always want like a quick this yeah. or a quick that. Like, what do you think the most common thing that you see in the, in the kind of gym and? Personal that's what, well, that's what I was going to say because I was going to probably just touch on what you just said. Time. Mm. Too many people advertise now. And don't get me wrong, if you're doing fat loss, you can transform in 12 weeks, 16 weeks, right? So they'll market it, say, you can change your physique in 12 weeks. And they can change their physique, but for someone who's looking to build muscle or go into the gym and obviously, you know, maintain, like your might first and that kind yeah. of thing, you're not going to get that in 16 weeks. That's years. <laughs> yeah. But then it's, it just goes out to that point of, you're telling me I've got to go and do the same things day in, day out for, for years to be successful. Yeah. Can't I try and can't I try something else? And this is why people businesses fail as well. Mm. Ideas, mm. right? I love all of these ideas, but oh, okay. So we've made a social media. Well, I've got a bit bored of that now, and it didn't really it didn't really go anywhere. Why didn't it go anywhere? You haven't stuck to it, mm. and like they'll just go on to the next thing. Then from social media, they'll go on to crypto. From mm. there, they'll go to stocks. They're not in it long enough, and once yeah. they're on, think that they don't do enough research yes yeah so, like we were saying yesterday and it's and it's it's hard to get into that mindset of like actually researching and looking into topics and what you have to understand is you did it for fucking 12 14 16 years at school about shit you didn't want to learn about so now you've got the time to learn about shit you can actually just like look into the stuff that you're actually interested in and you're not doing it you're still moaning 
Yeah. You're a lazy fuck. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just yeah. they've got no motivation. You know, you know like certain people that we know yeah. that say they want to do something, but they live a totally different life. Yeah, yeah. You'll go home and watch the Netflix, but you won't go home and research. A- actually, to read a book yeah. or fucking try and actually push yourself forward in any kind of way. And their mentality on that is, oh well, I'm not going to be successful from reading that one book on that night. No, you're not going to be. You need to do it as much as you watch Netflix. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Exactly, and I think this is something that like you've noticed as well, like in your own life, is yeah, that yeah. You're, like instead of like going home and watch, watching Netflix and thinking I oh, like relax, and I guess you know we've had some fucking shit go on the and you've been in, you've been away in Bar- uh, to Greece, sorry, yeah, and, uh, yeah. you know, so like, you've been trying to get back to normality, but yeah, like just sitting at home and like doing things. Like I, I was gonna put on my story today. I was gonna put on my story. Like if you're still playing PlayStation at your big age, like come on, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, what? Don't- what are you doing? Like, it's not, I'm not saying you can't ever play the PlayStation again. But, like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? There's so much more time, isn't it? Like, yeah. There's so much time to do beneficial things and actually learn and actually become the person you want to be. And this is where it comes back to the meditation and having time on your own again. Is most of us don't even imagine what we want to be like or think or visualize the life we want. So, how the fuck are you going to even have a clue about the path to take if you've never visualized the path? Or the end, or the end of the path. People these days, they don't actually know who they are. You know, such a great from point. such from such like an early age, you you're told what you are. Yeah, you're good at this. You're bad at that. You're yeah. good at this. You're bad at that. And like even like with the, I'm not going to go deep into like the education system, but like even on like your GCSEs and stuff, like that determines whether you're good at something or not. Yeah, there's no other factors. The teachings of the class, mm. the surroundings of the classroom, mm. whether that kind of knowledge is actually you know usable in you know, real life and real jobs and that kind of thing. Because you might be a mathematician in some, you know, you might use maths every day in your job, mm-hmm. but you might have got a D in it at school because it was just a different curriculum and what you actually need. The amount of people, and I'll put my hands up and vouch for these people, that have definitely lied on their CV about the grades <laughs> that they've got. And they're still in the job. Like, it, what? They don't, where, how many people have ever checked uh, your references? No one. I, I, when I first got into a graduate scheme, they didn't even ask me for a degree. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, it's almost laughable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. So this is, just applies to it. So this is what I'm saying. You could, you can, you can spend your time wisely. You can spend your time fucking wasting it doing fuck all, filling your brain with dopamine in the day, isn't it? But you know a lot of those people who do that stuff. There's obviously two options. You can choose what's right, or you can choose what's easy, right? And I just think. People know what they need to do. These people posting, I want to get out of the matrix and yeah. get out of the nine to five. Yeah. They know what they need to do. Of course they do. But they don't do it. They never it goes do back it. to that reading the book because it's not going to happen in one it's night. Instant gratification. Yeah. That's what humans want. They want instant gratification. I want to go to the gym once and I want to be massive. I want to play football once and be messy. I want to read the book and be a genius. I want to start a business with no fucking actual business intelligence and hope that it just takes off. Yeah. And it all comes back to foundation foundation if you if you haven't got the basis to understand oh i need to go out and get an opportunity or yeah. i need to learn or i need to research and you know what social media is going this way as well because the one platform that I, we've always used growing up youtube mm. you learn everything off youtube you know if you need to if you know if you need to know how to do something do some, how to yeah in whatever <laughs> yeah youtube but now i've noticed obviously i do it myself now to be honest like i start putting it into tiktok Mm. Because it's a quicker, it's a quick search engine, yeah, and it's awesome. just, yeah shorter, shorter form, content, yeah, shorter form right? content. So like, how are people? Obviously, you go through TikTok now, and obviously you've scrolled through ten videos. Mm. And you know, you've, yeah, you've, you've gone through ten videos in the time that you could have watched one YouTube video, and think about how much more knowledge you might have consumed. Mm. Yeah, you might have, but it's only sixty seconds worth. It's that's instant gratification compared yeah. to what you might be going to get on YouTube if or a book, yeah, from or, actually, yeah, or a book. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's a bad example. I just mean because of the duration, of course. but. It's wild. Like, I think Luke was saying this yesterday. Like, he, he did edit, he was saying the exact same thing. Like, sometimes you just need to crack the book open. <laughs> yeah, just crack, like, crack open. the book crack open, the book bro. Open. Like, you can learn a lot from a YouTube video. I've learned so much from YouTube. Even examples back in the day, how to do certain animations in Adobe After Effects, yeah. how to do something in Photoshop, how to fix my PC, how to how to solve Red Ring on my Xbox, <laughs> get me? Like, how to solve Red Light on PlayStation. Like, there's always a way to learn something, but sometimes you need to go on that deeper level of learning. And when, and when you think about books and the vast knowledge that there is from human beings that have lived and then wrote down their experiences for you to learn from and you're just like 
nah, go watch YouTube. You're like, how ignorant can you be? And it's, it's always ignorant. Yeah, it's crazy. And I think another thing on that as well, obviously people trying to, you know, get out of the matrix, the, matrix, the system, yeah. whoever they are, if you want to call it. One thing that people don't do in terms of self-discipline is protect their time. Mm. Right. So I hear people moan about this too many times. Everyone had to go out with so and so last night. I can't even stand them. Why'd you go out with them then? I had to. You didn't have to. You didn't have to. There's a force you get you in a headlock, drag you out the house. And when you start putting these habits together, you know, you come home from work at five and you go to bed at ten, you think, I've got five hours. What am I gonna do within those five hours? You don't need to be watching telly for five hours. You know what I mean? Okay, you're gonna cook, you're gonna shower. So three hours, yeah. you're not going to watch telly. You don't need to watch telly for three hours. But because you've not planned your time, they'll just go, oh, just another episode. Yeah, another episode. Yes. But the way I always like to think of it is when we've got our habits going and when we've got all these routines and stuff, the way I feel every morning, whether it's a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday or a Tuesday, whatever it was, I used to feel like every night I was going to bed and waking up early, it was a Sunday evening and I had to be up for school tomorrow. I hated mm. that feeling. I just hated the feeling because like, on the night, mm. you know, you want to relax. And I used to put on the Netflix. And in the back of my mind, I'd be thinking, I've got to be up at half four in the morning. Like, I should not be chilling right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it gets you in that mindset of, like, that feeling that you're you accountable. Get, yeah, you've, you've got, got something get, to get to. to. get shit done. Yeah. yeah. And obviously, even, even stuff like, even if you had, like, reading and, you know, uh, research something or read a book or, you know, um, meditate. Mm. If you just, if you know you've got that from half nine until 10, then you've got some, so you say you read from nine till half nine, you meditate from half nine till 10, you know that last hour's freed up now. So you've only got, you've only got two hours to watch telly. Um, mm. So putting in them habits has already just filled up an hour. People just don't know what to do with their time. It's they're just, uh, they're just dead. I was reading, I was reading my book earlier. I was reading um, 48 Laws of Power earlier. And, um, set my timer for an hour, put my phone down so I'm ready to lock in. I fucking love reading, man. I just love it. Like, I miss reading. I just love reading. So I'm locked in now. And I'm just reading for ages and I'm like, this hour feels like it's gone so slow. But I'm learning so much so in this much. time. But if I was on my phone, just on Twitter and TikTok and Reels, this hour would have gone like that. Yeah. Like, it's mad the time, that like how time changes when you're doing things that are actually beneficial to yourself. Like time almost slows down. It, it, it does. It does different things. I feel like it, sometimes it speeds up when you're locked in. You know what I'm saying? And it's like fucking hell. Where's the time gone? Yeah. But sometimes I feel like when I'm reading, it's mad, bro. Like time just slows the fuck down. And I was like, damn, I've only been reading for like forty minutes. I was yeah. like, this is so good. Like yeah, that, just yeah. reading for. I'm like, I can't wait to read for an hour again tomorrow. And it's not. There's not like there's nothing stopping me from reading it's for half on. an hour tonight. Yeah. Like yeah. Like yeah, it's good, man. Setting habits is fucking essential. I'm telling you, young men. Set them habits, man. Yeah, it's true. And I think, what was I going to just say on that? Like a lot of people, would, you know, when they were, you just said that about the books, they'd go, oh, 40 minutes. This is so long. So long. I don't want to be doing this. Like, no, not a lot of people in our generation now read. No. It's wild. But I think what I was going to say as well, going back to the social media stuff, um, we're talking about obviously like short form content and obviously the gratification of it mm. and stuff. It's made a lot of money though, hasn't it? It's made a lot of people go, so like, is it bad? It's a good question. It's good and bad, really, isn't it? I think. I think. I think when you look at social media over the last fifteen years, it's hard to even kind of put. It's hard to, to fucking put a pin on it, to be honest, because there's 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 a lot of fucking negatives about it, but there's also so many fucking positives that have come out of it. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, look how yeah. we've got businesses. We've got. You can, like, oh, it's a tough one, you know. It's it hard. So it's like, overall, do you reckon it has had more of a positive effect positive on people one, or yeah. a negative effect over the last, say, 15 years? Going back to MySpace, Vivo or Bebo, whatever it was called, Kick, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I think I think it's had a positive um, impact overall, to be honest. Um, the amount of opportunity that there is now because of the internet and because of social media, like, anyone can literally become a fucking influencer. Yeah. Anyone can literally become rich and make 10 grand a month. It's so easy to make 10 grand a month. And it's funny us saying it and not making 10 grand a month. Yeah. But like, it really is like, like life happens and of course, you know, fucking things go on. But I think overall, the opportunities that have come from social media have been more vast than I'd say 
opportunities in the before social yeah, media. Yeah, do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, million percent. You, you had to be in the, jobs, like you say. Yeah, you had to be in the right place or meet the right person. But now it's like you can just you know, message someone on Instagram and fingers crossed. Like, look at me, Gary V, follow me because I'm a, 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 That's a picture I sent on my, my finger like that. Yeah. And he said, you got me. <laughs> you know, like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what, what do you think, though? It's a hard one because I think when you think of social media today, right, hmm. everyone just goes, mental health. That's all they think of, mental health. And I'll push that straight on you. Yeah. Social media is bad. Yeah. I hear it all the time. Hmm. So, like, my instant thought, that, that, that that's not my, that's not my um, opinion of it. Yeah. But I just thought, I know a lot of people are going to say The general consensus. Health. So, I was trying to work out how many people have had depression, mm. depression, mm. anxiety, mm. all these things off social media mm. in comparison to the businesses that have been created, the, the, you know, the solo jobs that have been created, all the online coaches out there, you know, um, anything like that. Just, yeah, just anything, just any of like those influencer kind of things. And I'd say a positive, I reckon I'd say a positive, I reckon there's been more people who have had, like you say, jobs, opportunities, money made than the people who have lost their lives to social media. Oh, I would say most definitely, yeah. I would agree with that. I would say, um, I mean, I have a very black and white opinion on um, certain things. (laughs) Here he goes. Um, But I think, you know, for me, it's very simple. Like, if someone's bullying you online, just close the laptop, turn off the fucking phone, like, go outside, like, go to some grass, like, why are you letting people's opinions that you don't even know on the internet? Which, again, if you have any understanding of the internet, me obviously now as a as a twenty seven year old man can can say this, but it, it, maybe it's naive of me to to think this way. But I'd like to say a lot of teenagers are fucking into some fucked up shit on the internet, so they definitely know the kind of attitude that a lot of people and anonymous people use on the internet. Like Twitter is my go to social media app. The amount of trolling that happens on like you have to yeah. just like we used to use the word trolling when we were little and that and it used to be like you know just you know trolling and whatnot but like it's a real thing like people just go online to troll people like they don't have any intention of having a good conversation or an argument they just want to troll you they just want to take the piss out of you they just want to be satirical they just they don't care they, no, they just don't care so to go on to the internet and be so blase like everyone must be so nice here i can't believe people say bad things and then not just go Wow. I'm back in the real world. I'm back in the real world. <laughs> that person's opinion doesn't mean shit. Yeah. You just go touch some grass. <laughs> I'm saying, like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, so the mental health stuff with, with online bullying and that, I don't really have any, a, a lot of sympathy for. I think if someone's bullying you online, go yeah. offline and it, like, it's pretty simple. Like, um, And I get, you know, in schools that there's obviously, again, I'm talking in a general... A lot of times when I'm speaking, I'm talking in generality as well. I'm not, we can't start going into every sub-niche. Like, of course, there's kids that get bullied online and when they go to school and they can't mm-hmm. fucking escape the, 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 the stuff. But, you know, there is there is a way, like, talk to the, the teachers. And again, you know, the teachers are fucking shit. So there's there's always going to be an argument back for, for the things I'm going to say. But the overall thesis is if you're being bullied online about by people you don't know, turn the laptop off. Simple. It's pretty simple. You know what I mean? Turn the PlayStation off. I think there is a lot of negatives that come with social media as well. Of course, we can't ignore the the the, the vast negatives that do come with it. You know, there's fucking there's a lot of fucked up shit on the internet that probably fucks people up in the head. Like if you see, you know, a, a school shooting at yeah. 14 years old, yeah. you're probably going to be a bit fucked in the head. You know what yeah. I mean? It's probably going to traumatize you a little bit. And I remember being I remember being like 15, and I remember watching like yeah some fucked some fucked up <laughs> shit. I don't even know if I can say it on YouTube, but yeah, some fucked up videos of like. People getting like killed on camera, on webcam, and like oh that kind of stuff. Oh, you going to sound like Blue Waffle or something? Oh yeah, we had that. That was the start for me. You know what I'm saying we went deep into the the black, uh, the dark internet and that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But um, yeah, man, there was some fucked up shit that, that went on back in the day. I can't lie, especially on. It's changed a lot now. Social media, hasn't it? Really, I think in like so, I think for these people who are coming up now. What is it, Generation Z? The young people now? Oh, I don't know, you know. They always get fucked up. Years of all these generations. I can't remember. I think, I think we Generation like Z compromises people. No, we're Generation Z. Oh, sorry. Gen 96. X. Gen X. Gen X, is yeah. that it? Generation X, yeah. Gen X. Mad Gen X between 41 and 56. Oh. Way out. Gen Z. 
we, we no, we're not Gen Z, are we? What are the seven different generations? Here we go. What? Gen Alpha from 2013. So from 95 until 2012, it says Generation Z. And then from 23, so there's no 96. Am I a millennial? Yeah, we millennials. we're millennials. So what I was trying to say is what, um, what generation are you in if you are 20 years of age? So here it says, all oh right, okay, so it says Gen Z. So 1997 to 2012. They all say different things. Yeah. This one says 96, another one said 95. Yeah, 96, 97, and then obviously before that, we're millennials. So I might just fall on the border of Gen Z. But I'm okay. talking about the people who are like, so yeah, current ages, 11 to 26. Yeah. So I'm not talking about like my end of it, but the more people towards, towards that, like 18, 19, 20. Do you, not, do you not feel like now? I don't know whether it's because they've grown up on social media, right? But... They're making, they're, they're becoming really successful really early compared to the generation that we had. Mm. Um, and like, I was having a conversation with someone the other day and we're saying a lot of people are these like young guys now. There probably are a lot of them as well, but not a lot of them are still drinking and doing all these like weird, funny shit outside. They're just getting like e-commerce stores at like 17. You know how, I mean? how big of a percentage do you think that is in young men though, from the ages you said? Yeah, in that younger, in that younger, I don't know. I don't know. It, I'd say there's definitely, I, I agree more, with your point. Yeah. I definitely agree that there's way more from when we were that age. Um, yeah, no, that's, well, that's the point you've been making. So yeah, I agree with that, definitely. Um, I feel like when we were younger, obviously, like you say, social media wasn't even fucking, we, we had Facebook and MySpace and Vivo and YouTube. But no like, one was no making one was a making, career out of it. Yeah, no yeah. one was really doing anything with it. Um, and really the only kind of, yeah, the only kind of avenue we saw was like Twitch. And at those yeah. times it was just Twitch, in TV. Do you remember just, it was just in TV before no, Twitch. Was. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was just in TV uh, and obviously YouTube and it like, and we did the little YouTube, but we never really thought we were going to like make, we were going to be like big off it because it nah, was like just, videos it's and just stuff. Fun though, yeah, it was it's fun to do. Fun. But now there's like actual opportunities to like be like 15 and get yourself inside like yeah. someone's course and raw make dough. Yeah, it's wild. I wonder whether we, if we'd have carried on something like that, mm. like with the game and stuff, mm. do you think we'd have eventually been successful? I think if we would have doubled and tripled down. Yeah, it was just half-hearted really, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't and we, we had school and that, like, if we were, and we weren't really the sickest, like, there were some sick kids. Like, <laughs> we were okay. We were good, then. Yeah. yeah, but we weren't, like, You were good. I was all right. <laughs> you were good. You were decent, you were. But, uh, yeah, we... <laughs> I think it was just that belief we had, though. Do you know what I mean? No, it was we the drive, there, like, We could go to the top on this. Oh, yeah. Probably, we were doing probably shit. FaZe Clan challenges and that in the hash, in the clan yeah. tags and that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Um, what else you got for me? I don't know. I was just how much left. How much we got left? Not too much, to be fair. I was gonna just go back to the point on the the social media and stuff, um, TikTok, and obviously people who are like kind of creating followers now. Um, there obviously are a lot of people who have got like you know who've got a lot of followers, but what I've seen now is obviously I've, I've got a load of people on my Instagram who, who are trying to do it. Mm. You can see them trying to do it, but their quality, but you know their their um their content's all right, mm. but they're posting, they're posting, they're posting. It, it doesn't look that good, like. What would you say is going to be the formula for like your Instagrams, your TikToks, and all that kind of stuff to blow up on socials? Because you've obviously had a load of followers recently. I think trial and error is a big one. Um, and again, like you said, someone who's just fucking constantly loading. I think after a certain amount of time of uploading, if you're not seeing any kind of um, growth or progress, then you obviously need to look at something that you're doing inside of either the editing or the, the content or the quality or how you're putting it across or whatever whatever the content is so it's just about really analyzing self-analyzing your stuff like you can't really say you've tried like like we were saying earlier you can't say you've tried until you've done at least 30 days or something so do for the first days you know upload constantly and figure out what you're interested in it and what you think you're following is interested in so a bit one thing i did was i would like ask polls on, on my story and stuff so i'd like ask certain questions um i'd put out like certain opinions and, and kind of get the feel for it i'd ask people questions and then you know yeah you, you have to hope that people like you know join in on it and i think it, it is actually really hard to be a social media influencer unless you really have that kind of personality that's kind of um extrovert yeah. i think if you're an introvert you're going to find it really hard to be a social media influencer which is probably common sense but 
I don't think you. I don't think it stops you at all. I think if you believe, and and and, and sometimes there's there's a saying. It's not, it's not like you fake it till you make it, but you believe it until like it, until it manifests, basically, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, and you have to kind of do that through life. So yeah, I think um again, trial and error, just realizing what you're good at and what your niche is or what you want to be your niche and then like directing your market to that um and just going out and getting the opportunities commenting on people's pages commenting on a bunch of reels dming people saying you like their content following a bunch of people that are inside your niche so that when you upload it kind of goes into that same kind of category of people um but yeah uploading constantly if you're not seeing results then you need to obviously look at the content you're making and see what's not working but I think overall, it's just a fucking, it's a long game, isn't it? Like we said, it's, people think it's an overnight success. And even if I do it for 30, 60, 90 days and nothing happens, who knows? Maybe on the 92nd day, you're going to blow up, but you just fucking gave up. So it's tough, man. It's tough. But if you if you really want to do it, and it's something we really want to do, do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, We've yeah. always kind of been doing this YouTube. And yeah. I, fuck, if you look back at my videos, I filmed someone the other day on YouTube, man, where I'm like, it was my, uh, actually, oh, right. you oh, know, what? There was, there's a few, bro. There's fucking, there's the, uh, the cool beans video where I go and fill the glass up and turn the Xbox on <laughs> yeah, and do a 360. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the um, the FIFA videos, your reaction oh, where you yeah. get Neymar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Neymar. <laughs> Those guys are wild. <laughs> there's uh, there's me doing like Road to Glory and I'm like 13. Like, hey guys, like it's Road to Glory. These black idiots <laughs> aren't running fast enough, trying to be like KSI and that. Like, it's so funny. But we've always been like this, man. So I think if you're naturally good at it and you naturally can kind of do these things, and again, this kind of comes back to you because you're not, you weren't naturally good in front of the camera. It's something you've had to learn and adapt yeah, yeah. to. And just by doing it more, you've got better at it. You get there. Yeah. And I think that's it, really. I think focus on what you can focus on, really. I think the problem is with people on social media now, they're so worked up about getting a following mm. or getting a certain amount of likes or that mm. kind of thing. Those are all external factors that you can't control. Like, yeah. Somebody else has got a likey post. You can't do that. You've just got to focus on putting the best quality of content out yeah. there, haven't you? And you got, and it's it's almost on a deep level as well. Like you have to be proud of the shit you're putting out, and it like you want to like. I think Luke said this yesterday about his subscribers and how he took the vision of YouTube, and it is instead of like um, taking his YouTube and like growing it, growing it. Yeah, he, he imagined making it the best quality content for his base and followers. Right. So when you do that you're already making the best quality content because they're your fans, your people. So you already want to put the best quality content. Anyone that sees it and becomes a new fan just becomes part of that experience. Yeah. So instead of reaching out, it's it's reaching in and it people yeah, yeah. are reaching in. It's 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 a, it's a it's a good strategy to be honest. Should leave it there. I think it's a banger. That's a good ending that is yeah. Yeah yeah. Sweet. <laughs> the boy <laughs>